Good afternoon, everyone. Are you thinking about traveling for Thanksgiving? We'll tell you the best and uh, the worst days to travel for it. In the headlines on the update this Friday, Frank James, the man, of course, that wounded 10 people in the rush hour subway, suit, subway shooting last year, was sentenced to life in prison. We'll have the latest details. A commercial fisherman accused of conspiring with others to sell 200,000 pounds of fish in excess of the legal quotas has now been convicted in federal court here in New York. It seems that we've barely scratched the surface with this whole Billy Epler thing. He's resigned as the general manager of the Mets. And a person familiar with this probe says that he is under investigation by Major League Baseball. And there's some new research that is going to upend your entire reality. Uh, new research shows that fossil footprints discovered at the edge of an ancient lake bed at the White Sands National Park in New Mexico uh, date back to between 21 and 23,000 years ago. This is the update Friday, October the 6th, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, broadcasting across the nation and around the world, this is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award, everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Friday. TGIF to all of you out there. We, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the warmth of it all because uh, changes are coming to our weather. You might notice that depending on where you are, it might be a little bit foggy, a little bit foggy, a little bit cloudy. We're supposed to have some rain uh, for late today into your Saturday, but the back half of the weekend is actually looking pretty good. Uh, but it will, do, it will definitely be noticeably cooler. Barely gonna scratch 60 on Sunday and barely the upper 50s on Monday. But it will get a little bit better as we go into next week. This is also holiday weekend. It's, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day weekend. There are still calendars, by the way, because I'm looking at my calendar here in the studio, that do say Columbus Day on the calendar, but we all know it's Indigenous People's Day because, you know, we want to remain politically correct. <laughs> I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. We appreciate you so much for being here wherever you may be and however, of course, that you may be listening to us. 
lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. Uh, we're going to begin this Friday's proceedings with uh, Frank James. We all know him as the man, of course, who wounded 10 people in that rush hour subway shooting in Brooklyn last year. Well, he's now been sentences to, sentenced to uh, life in prison. Uh, James was sentenced yesterday. He pleaded guilty to terrorism charges earlier this year for the mass shooting in April of last year. His attorneys requested a reduced sentence of 18 years, pointing uh, to the lack of fatalities as the evidence that James did not intend to actually kill anybody. Uh, federal prosecutors, though, they say that James spent years carefully planning the subway shooting in order to, quote, inflict maximum damage at the height of rush hour. They said that the fact that nobody was killed was, quote, miraculous. Before the shooting, James posted dozens of videos online under the moniker, the, uh, the Prophet of Doom. Uh, on to, uh, some of the other news of this, um, of this Friday. And a former Trump company controller has now testified that the former president's corporate underlings once boosted the estimated worth of his Trump Tower penthouse by $20 million because of their calculation of the value of his celebrity. And, uh, Jeffrey McConnery McConney, I should say, told the court yesterday that a $100 million hike in the estimate was based on a single email from a real estate broker who was told the triplex was three times its actual size. Uh, McConney is testifying about the calculations central to Trump's New York civil business fraud trial. This fraud trial, of course, is examining whether he exaggerated his wealth and deceived lenders and others. Uh, Trump, of course, himself, he denies any wrongdoing. The FTX co-founder uh, has now begun to tell a jury that he and Sam Bankman-Fried committed financial crimes and lied to the public before the cryptocurrency trading platform collapsed last year. Uh, Gary Wang started testifying in Manhattan Federal Court late yesterday, the first of three former top executives that's expected to boost the prosecution's fraud case against the 31-year-old Freed. Wang, I should say, has pleaded guilty to the charges and hopes to win leniency at sentencing in return for his cooperation. Uh, Bankman Freed has pleaded not guilty to seven fraud and conspiracy charges in a trial that began on Tuesday. Uh, his lawyer says that he had no criminal intent. Yesterday, we told you about a man who pleaded not, uh, who was, um, charged with stalking a woman by flying a small plane over her home. Well, that man has uh, pleaded not guilty. He was arraigned yesterday in southern Vermont where he kept his plane. He was charged with aggravated stalking, violating an abuse protection prevention order, resisting arrest, impeding a public officer, 
and providing false information to the police. He was released on the conditions that he have no contact with the woman and not stalk her. He was also ordered to stay 300 feet from her home and business, as well as from all airplanes. Meanwhile, to Long Island we go now out of Central Islip, where commercial fishermen accused of conspiring with others to sell 200,000 pounds of fish in excess of the legal quotas has now been convicted in federal court. Christopher Winkler was convicted Wednesday of one count of criminal conspiracy, two counts of mail fraud, and two counts of obstruction of justice. Winkler, of course, is the captain of a fishing trawler called the New Age. He was accused of falsifying records to sell illegal fluke and black sea bass worth nearly $900,000 between 2014 and 2017. Uh, Winkler's attorney said that the case was based on the outdated limits on fluke. In other news, over the past couple of weeks, the former president has said that shoplifters should be immediately shot. Suggested that the top general in this country should be executed and mocked a political opponent's husband who was beaten with a hammer. The former president, of course, and the current frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, also in the last few weeks encouraged the impeachment of Joe Biden because of his own impeachments and urged his party to shut down the U.S. government with the hope that it will stall some of the criminal cases that he faces. Trump, of course, we all know, has a long history of using dark rhetoric, but the violence and the vengeance in his remarks have ratcheted up in the last couple of weeks. And finally, uh, the father of the toddler, who authorities say, of course, died of fentanyl poisoning at that daycare center in the Bronx, said that he had hoped to have a photo of his kindergarten's his graduation, his son, in four years. Otoniela Feliz cried as he uh, held up a photo of his son, Nicholas Dominici, who died, of course, after he and three other young children were sickened at their daycare center. District Attorney of the Bronx, Darcel Clark, says that Gary Mendez, Felix Herrera Garcia, and Carlisto Brito were arraigned on the charges, including murder yesterday. An attorney for Mendez says that she is not guilty. Mendez is seeking comment were left with attorneys for the other two uh, defendants. It's time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Friday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports, and it was really a shock yesterday when Billy Epler, all the Mets had announced that Billy Epler resigned as GM of the Mets, but it seems like we're barely scratching the surface as to the real reason why he resigned. A person familiar with the probe says, says that 
Epler is under investigation by Major League Baseball. We'll have details. It may be October and Halloween now, but soon enough it'll be November and Thanksgiving. And many people, of course, will be traveling. Well, these are the best days for traveling and also the worst days. And then later we'll talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Mexico City, the Biden administration, they're going to resume deporting migrants to Venezuela, according to the uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, We're going to explain the reason why and talk more, because national news, it is next. Not national news. (laughs) We're going to talk about that and more, of course, (laughs) when the update of Brian and Julian returns on the holiday weekend Friday in uh, just a moment. Brandon Julian. You know, folks, if I were to do something, if I would accidentally combine something, uh, most people would consider it a mistake. But other people actually do these things on purpose. You know what that's called? Criminal intent. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. From New York, the V stands for value. This is the update with Brandon Julia, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E-line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, 
and 21st Street Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street Queensbridge and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26 at approximately 6.15 a.m. through the remainder of 2023, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 Select Bus Service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other Select Bus Service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So we all know that the Mets have a new president of uh, baseball operations in David Stearns, formerly, of course, of the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, it was a surprise, though, when we learned that uh, Billy Epler uh, resigned as uh, the general manager of the New York Metropolitans. Uh, but we may, apparently we may just be scratching the surface as to the real reason for his uh, resignation. Uh, a person who's familiar with this probe says that he is under investigation by Major League Baseball. 
The person spoke to the AP on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorized to discuss said investigation. The person did not disclose the nature of the probe, uh, but the New York Post, they were the first to report yesterday that Epler is being investigated by MLB for the improper use of the injured list. Like we said, his surprising resignation comes three days after Stearns was hired above Epler as the Mets' first president of baseball operations. Epler had spent the past two seasons running baseball operations for New York in his role as the general manager. So not only does David Stearns have to go find a new uh, manager, he's got to go find a new general manager. But uh, at least everything will be able to run his way. Uh, Now, folks, when we return on the update this Friday, like I said before, soon it'll be uh, after Halloween and November will come. That means Thanksgiving, where we all just get around and eat. And, of course, many people are going to be traveling. Uh, So these, of course, are the best days for traveling and which days are the worst will tell you which to travel so you don't wing it. And then later, we'll talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Washington, Republicans are trying to rally around the new House Speaker after they ousted Kevin McCarthy from the Speaker's role, but they're going to have to find a way to unite their shattered majority before the House can get working again. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where does the time go? I personally really hope I didn't write that line. (laughs) Well, it turns out maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, but looking back on the past is always important. It's how we grow as people. Plus, of course, you always have those times when you're like, Oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And on the select periods, too. Uh, my producers look for any excuse to hold a party, and that's what we have for you, digging into our archives every weekend, playing you the best episodes from our previous years of the update. And every once in a while, we cram the best of an entire year of the update into one episode for your listening convenience. And if you don't know we're having a party, you will after you hear this soundbite declaring that we're having a big party. <laughs> So every weekend, listen to the archives of the update to see what you remember from when that episode aired. And of course, be on the lookout for the best of particular years of the update every so often. Keep listening on the weekends and every now and again, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless, of course, you can't actually remember it from, you know, the night before. (laughs) Now, the update of Brain and Joy, it'll be right back after, of course, these messages. And uh, my producers actually left some uh, gifts for me under the sofa behind the set. How nice of them, actually. Excuse me.
from New York. Only a rental and only $5 a day. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. You know, every day, folks, in this studio, while I give the news to you, I ponder sometimes the questions of the universe that many people wonder and want answers to. Like, for example, why can't I wear white after Labor Day? I bet you never thought of that one, huh? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back. Oh, sorry. That's not it. (laughs) Indeed it is. There we go. (laughs) Indeed it is, folks. Uh, Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Friday, everyone. Uh, Getaway Friday for some of us, most uh, definitely a Friday. For others, you know, TGIF to all of you out there. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us. Uh, holiday uh, weekend out here in the big town, of course, in Indigenous Peoples Day weekend. I really am surprised that for all our um, all our technological um, technological genius. Uh, <laughs> That uh, we still have calendars here that say it's uh, Columbus Day. That shouldn't be right. I thought we got past that time of um, things being wrong. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it is a holiday weekend, and the weather, for once, is actually going to try to cooperate. This is probably the third Saturday or so in a row that it's going to be messy and rainy, but at least the back half is looking good, although if you like fall-like weather, this is going to be the weekend for you as we roll along into Halloween. Uh, the stretch con- uh, the stretch continues. I just realized, uh, looking at it, that uh, <laughs> under my desk in the studio, I have a, a bowl of candy, and my wife sometimes... Uh, during the breaks, comes and takes candy from under my desk. So I just realized my bowl is empty as all hell, and I got to start getting candy again before, uh, <laughs> you know, before everybody runs and takes it all. 
Just like people run the Spirit Halloween in the last couple of weeks, uh, right before they start selling out all their merchandise, and then they disappear, just like a ghost, until August, once again. But, you know, as time does roll uh, right along, you know, after Halloween is going to be a Thanksgiving. And we all know, as I said in previous sound bites on this show, Thanksgiving, you know, besides looking at the, you know, what the pilgrims did and such, Thanksgiving, sometimes it feels like we didn't even try to come up with a tradition. Because the tradition really feels like we just overeat. Like, hey, why don't we come up with this deal where we just eat a lot? Uh, we do that every day. Oh. Uh, why don't we do it with people who annoy the crap out of us? Oh, he's definitely anti-family. Like I said, folks, mostly time we, most of the time we use these holidays so we can eat more, as Jim Gaffigan said one time. Well, I don't normally have a broad, a hamburger, and a steak, um. Uh, but it is the 4th of July. And, uh, I'm gonna need the energy if I'm gonna start blowing crap up. Because, you know, that's what the founding fathers would want. <laughs> but of course, as is the tradition with Thanksgiving, many people are going to be traveling all across this country to get to their destinations. And, uh, some people are gonna want to make their plans early. So don't try to wing out on Thanksgiving air travel. Uh, the travel company, The Vacationer, they sampled hundreds of flights across this country to determine the best and the worst days to travel for the holiday this year. And the report found that the worst days to get around for that week are going to be November 22nd and November 26th. Let me pull up my calendar here just so we have an idea of what we're talking about. So the 22nd is the Wednesday. That's the day before, and the 26th is the Sunday. That's um, right before we all go back to work. Boo. The best days to depart are November 20th and the 21st, that's Monday, Tuesday of that week, and Thanksgiving Day on the 23rd itself. Well, Black Friday on the 24th and November 27th and 28th, that's the following Monday and Tuesday, are the optimal days to return home. The vacationer stresses that wannabe travelers should book their tickets as early as possible for the best prices. Experts from the travel site, they suggest booking domestic flights at least one to three months in advance, meaning that Thanksgiving flights should be confirmed by late August or early in September. If you're looking to become an international jet, set, jet setter, <laughs> uh, your flight should be purchased two to eight months before the desired departure day. Uh, trips around the holidays should always be booked further in advance to avoid headaches. Because we know as air travel has been a bit more hectic post-pandemic, with flight cancellations and delays the norm, leaving weary travelers stranded. And once you've uh, coordinated your travel dates, the next step is to pick the day to purchase your ticket. The researchers over from Expedia uh, secured uh, thousands of flights from the airline's uh, reporting corporation's database to find the prime day to hit purchase. Sunday, it's typically the best day for savvy savers to book a flight, according to the experts, with seat prices usually at their lowest of the week. 
Conversely, plane tickets tend to cost the most on Fridays, as interest in travel usually soars closer to the weekend. Experts say that the flyers who book a domestic flight on a Sunday can save an average of about 8%. And those who uh, book an overseas adventure can save a whopping 13% by booking on a Sunday as opposed to a Friday. But while a Sunday might be the cheapest day to book a flight, it's also the most uh, expensive day to take to the skies. So, you know, it's still early October, you know, so book those flights now. Book those flights now while you have a chance so you don't get stuck in the the Thanksgiving um, gridlock. Speaking of the gridlock, we all know that the weather is definitely plays a big role in your Thanksgiving travel. There's a report from the UN as we talk about the weather. We only mention it when the weather is bad, of course. There's a UN report that says that fires, storms, other extreme weather events that led to more than 43 million displacements involving children uh, between 2016 and 2021. And also, we have a story of new research um, that would upend your whole reality. We'll talk about that, because national news. It is next for us around here, of course, when the update with Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. I don't know, folks, if you've had this same thought as me, if you've ever graduated high school. But have you ever scrolled on your social media and you see the announcements of the people that you went to school with and you hear those pregnancy announcements and you look at them, the person, and you're like, they got pregnant? Like, no. <laughs> this, is, this isn't right. I can't possibly be. And that's not to be mean in any sense of the word, but really, there are people you come across, you just look at them, and you're like, how? How could that possibly have happened to them? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he's talking like this. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. What is dedication? My daughter started making necklaces. She makes what we call affirmation fashion. I tell her every day that your black is beautiful. Your black is beautiful. And if there's anything better than being beautiful, it's being smart. If there's anything better than being smart, it's being kind. And reaffirming that every day is our method of making sure her chin never drops. My dad wasn't around. And I remember riding a bike and falling off and cutting myself. And me never would just want to get back on it. People ask, how your children learn how to ride a bike? And you didn't. I didn't teach them. I just created an environment where they taught themselves. And all I had to do was be there. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
from New York, a magical place not found on any map. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Friday, everyone. A getaway Friday for some of us, most definitely a Friday for uh, others. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still uh, being here with us. Uh, let us talk together right now, of course, the latest national news. And we're going to begin over in Mexico City. Where the Biden administration is going to resume deporting migrants to Venezuela. Uh, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said this, speaking in Mexico City yesterday, cited this new measure as one of the, quote, strict consequences that the Biden administration is pairing with the expansion of legal pathways for asylum seekers. The process is expected to begin shortly, according to two U.S. officials telling the uh, AP, though they did not provide the specific details on when the flights would begin taking off. The resumption of deportation comes not long after the administration increased the protected status for Venezuelans who arrived to this country. So if someone arrived to the U.S. before July 31st of this year, but uh, not after, uh, they would be eligible for protections. In other news, we're going to go to Washington where Republicans are still trying to rally around a new House Speaker after Kevin McCarthy's his ouster. But they'll have to find a way to unite their shattered majority before the House can get working again. That Speaker, of course, is one of the most powerful positions in Washington. Uh, majority leaders Steve, Steve Scalise and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, they've already announced their bids. Others, including the representative Kevin Hearn, are expected to join them. The House is planning to vote next Wednesday for a new speaker. But many expect a contest that could last days or even longer until one candidate receives a majority of majority vote of the members present and voting. Like I said before, we only talk about the weather on this program when the weather is bad, and it definitely is. Because there's a UN report. It says that storms, fires, other extreme weather events led to more than 43 million displacements involving children between 2016 and 2021. The UNICEF report says that in some areas, like the Horn of Africa, the equivalent of nearly half of all children were uprooted during over that period. The report says that the threat will worsen as climate change intensifies. In Africa and Asia, the biggest factors forcing families from their homes were floods and storms. In wealthier nations like the U.S. and Canada, wildfires were a major problem. The report says that slower disasters like droughts can be hard to track and their impacts are likely underreported. And out in the American West in Los Angeles, 
The former University of Southern California gynecologist charged with sexually uh, more than a dozen students and accused of abuse by hundreds more has now died. Attorney Leonard Levine says that George Tyndall uh, was found dead in his home on Wednesday. Tyndall was 76 and was awaiting trial on more than two dozen criminal counts of sexual misconduct between 2009 and 2016 at the university's student health center. He had pleaded not guilty and was free on bond. Levine says that there is, quote, no evidence of foul play or suicide. The university agreed in 2021 to an $852 million settlement with more than 700 women who made accusations against Tyndall. USC, they declined to comment yesterday. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update of Brain and Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian on a Friday, everyone. A getaway Friday for some of us, most definitely a Friday for others. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, we're talking together right now, of course, the, uh, the latest uh, national news. And we're going to head up north to the Windy City in Chicago where we've learned that the fearsome Bears middle linebacker Dick Bupkis has died at the age of 80. Team said in a statement that he died yesterday. Citing his family, the team said that Bupkis died in his sleep at his home in Malibu in California. Bupkis was a Hall of Famer whose bone-rattling tackles made him one of the most intimidating players in NFL history. He was the quintessential modern linebacker, a disruptive force, who roamed sideline to sideline and left a trail of broken opponents behind. Uh, despite a short career in which he retired at the age of 31, Butkus came to define his position. He later acted in movies, TV shows, and also commercials. He will be very deeply missed. In other news, we're going to go back out to the American West and go to Penrose out of Colorado. Authorities there say that they're investigating the proper, improper storage of human remains found at a funeral home that performs, quote, green 
burials, without embalming chemicals or metal caskets. The investigation centers on the Return to Nature funeral home outside of Colorado Springs. The local sheriff's office said yesterday that it's working with state and federal officials on the investigation. Family members who use the funeral home were asked to contact the sheriff's office, and officials said that they would release more details at a news conference today. A woman who lives near the funeral home said yesterday that she knew to, she noticed a putrid smell from the area in uh, recent weeks. Up north in Des Moines, Iowa, many states are shifting their approach to sex ed in K through 12 schools with stricter regulations on when and what students can learn about their bodies. It's a move that has further complicated and polarized sex education. A dozen state or county agencies recently parted ways with federal grants that help monitor uh, teenagers' sexual behaviors and lower rates of STDs. Several states have even pushed back the grade level at which uh, sex ed begins. Experts say that they are concerned that students won't reliably learn about adolescence, safe sexual activity, or relationship violence. And finally, um, there's some new research, folks, that's going to really upend your, uh, your thoughts on reality. New research, it shows that fossil footprints uh, discovered at the edge of an ancient lake bed at the White Sands National Park in New Mexico. It dates back to between 21,000 and 23,000 years ago. Previously, archaeologists had thought that human ancestors arrived about 15,000 years ago. Uh, the research was published yesterday in the journal Science. Uh, scientists analyzed con conifer pollen and quartz grains found at the site to reach date estimates. Uh, earlier research that analyzed seeds of aquatic plants found at the site also produced similar date estimates. Ancient humans at White Sands lived alongside, uh, alongside giant ground sloths, bison, and other megafauna. Is that the right word? Right word? Megafauna. There we go. I thought I got it wrong for a second there. <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys ponder on this. As we say, of course, in the words of Walter Cronkite, uh, that's the way it is. Friday, October the 6th, 2023. That is the update on this Friday and for this week. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you being here with us. How this show all started all those years ago, it began with a little thing called the WKRB News Hour. Part of my our series of my favorite episodes throughout the many years of this program. You'll hear it next Saturday, wherever you listen to this podcast. So until you, you get yourself ready for the day with either your cup of coffee or, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you do to choose to uh, wake you up. 
In the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, it will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and most importantly, folks, please be well. And, uh, honey, uh, like, honey, I'm looking forward to playing that, uh, playing that Borderlands game. Um, we have to play it, you know, it's, uh, it's a gift. We're off Monday, of course, for Columbus or Indigenous Peoples Day, whichever you like to call it. Or if you're a Canadian, Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadians living up there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for spending some of your time with us. I hope all of you do have a good weekend, and I'll see you right back here, refreshed and ready to go on Tuesday. See you then.